0: Just gonna keep it to yourself? Just
1: gonna keep it to myself. <laughs> okay.
0: It is the Frank and Friends show. Hi, I'm Frank Murphy. I'm Catherine Frady. And how are you, Catherine?
1: I'm doing well and tired and Well, I imagine, so yeah.
0: You're yeah. you're I mean, this is one of those things where you're in production time. It's busy time and so much going on. And so what was much. it you just said? You're going to not say words. You're going to, to keep it to yourself. I'm
1: just going to keep it to myself. We're talking about pre Valentine's.
0: Well, I was saying this is our, our pre Valentine's show because um, I don't think we'll have another one before Valentine's Day unless I come out with a very special episode. But <laughs> <laughs> um, I just think. for you. <laughs> yeah. I, I think that. So I, put a, I took the old Christmas poinsettia. And um, I'm pretending now that it's a valentine flower.
1: Well, that's nice. And I
0: wore a shirt that has red in it, that's red really and nice. blue in it.
1: You say we didn't we didn't plan or coordinate.
0: Well, I didn't tell you. Yeah. I mean, you know. Not always a
1: surprise. <laughs> I think that's what you were.
0: <laughs> I started talking about how I overthink everything and you like, mmm, <laughs> mmm, I'm not going to say a word. Well, we do appreciate uh, your listening to us on podcast apps or most especially watching us on YouTube. We really are putting the push for a thousand YouTube subscribers, so if you can uh, maybe sign up your friends, you'd borrow their phones, you know, absolutely just, everyone you know. Yeah, grab uh, their YouTube app and hit the subscribe button on there. I think a lot of my friends don't log in to YouTube; they just watch it through Facebook or some right. other way. Right. So they you can't s- subscribe that way. You have to actually be logged into your Gmail account. That's right. to subscribe to us on YouTube. So um, also, of course, we have our own fabulous merchandise. And speaking of the pre-Valentines. <laughs> Look at this red, beautiful yeah. red uh, hoodie that I wear a lot.
1: And you can get it at the Frank and Friends Show website, which is com backslash store.
0: That's right. Is where it, you can also
1: find these great mugs. Yes. And other fun Valentine's gifts. Frank and Friends Show.
0: Oh, look phone at you. Cases. How's that working yeah, out for you?
1: I love it. It's great.
0: Did you see that I wore the hoodie on um, National Go Red for Women Day?
1: I did. Good,
0: because you're a woman. I wanted someone to see it.
1: Yeah. I thought. I felt very supported.
0: I thought of you. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, I also thought of my mom and my grandmother, who um, both had uh, congestive heart failure, congestive heart disease, yeah. which, you know, doesn't kill you quickly. It kills you slowly, but sure. ultimately that was, you know, their, their causes of death. So it runs in my family, yeah. um, heart attacks and strokes. So I, I love supporting it. And in the picture, I guess I should put up the picture, you'll see that I very cleverly uh was in a place that's already decorated for Valentine's Day. Oh smart. And got the tinsel hearts and if you look closely you'll see the word heart on the wall behind me. I mean, come on. <laughs>
1: It was really well staged. It
0: was totally, yeah. Well done. Yeah.
1: I, all, I forgot to wear red, but I was wearing maroon that day. I saw the post and I was like, I should be wearing red. Oh, it's kind of
0: like a bruise. Yeah. It's close. You know, part it's red. Close. yeah. <laughs> I
1: was wearing part red. Well, <laughs> and part you, support.
0: <laughs> if you want, next year. Uh, I mean, there's always something. You know, there's always a day. I, when I worked in broadcasting, um, I used to get contacted all the time about, you know, where Purple Day is coming up. And there's multiple charities that use wear purple, um, like for example, domestic violence awareness month, Alzheimer's awareness. Are, I think of the two big purple ones. Okay. And then red, of course, is usually the heart association. Right. I think they pretty much own that one. <laughs> <laughs> they own the color red. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's, you know, I'm sure there's other colors, so we can get involved in that. Let's, um, before we get to the uh, the meat of the show, and we do have a lot to talk about today. I've got to tell you how I guessed it on another podcast. I've got to tell you how um, I might be getting my old gang back together for a charity event.
1: All right, good.
0: And also, um, speaking of charity events, the Akima Cabaret has... I'm delighted that they've chosen us as one of their media sponsors for That's this so year. That's so
1: exciting, because it's coming up,
0: right? Yeah, that'll be on um, Friday the 18th and Saturday the 19th. The uh, Friday evening show is at uh, 7 p.m. The Saturday matinee is at 2. Technically, there's a Saturday night show, but they've already sold that one out.
1: So you got to get your tickets soon.
0: Yeah, so okay. my wife, Jerry, and I are going to go to the Friday the 18th show. Great. Um It's at the Mill and Mine, which is a nice venue. It is um, a nice venue. Have you ever done anything there yet?
1: We haven't done anything there yet, but it's a good...
0: We wanted to keep in mind, I think it's run by the same uh, cadre that runs Tennessee Theater and um, yes. Bijou. It's uh, AC Entertainment yes. House.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah.
0: yeah. But uh, they've got a decent stage. Um I mean not not it's more of a for band, like a rock band type yeah, stage. It's kind not of a big su-
1: theater space, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. It's a
0: big open space and the stage isn't too terribly deep, but anyway you can certainly do a great uh, Akima Cabaret on there. They're going to have a fantastic show. They probably put the orchestra or musicians down below. Oh,
1: that'd be great. oh, so they'll have musicians there as well and singers? I
0: think so. Oh, that's great. I mean, I'm, I'm well, actually, you know what? I'm going to go to one of the rehearsals and get a little uh, B roll, a little oh, back good. S- behind the scenes footage, so I'll be able to tell you. But I know they hire like professional choreographers and music directors so that all the ladies who volunteer can get up there and look their best. That's awesome. Similar <laughs> to the way we did the front page Follies, and I'll get back to that in a moment. But best of all, dozens and dozens of area charities get benefit get to benefit from the Akima Cabaret um, I mean I went through the list and I thought well I, I yeah if I had the money I'd give to all of these so I'll just buy a ticket for the Akima Cabaret and let them do it <laughs> and,
1: while I'm entertained yeah, yeah. And,
0: and each of those charities will get like a 30, 30, 40 cents or whatever for my Five ticket but yeah. Enough, enough people
1: yeah that'll be great yeah
0: so I'm excited about that that's um, org is where you buy your tickets for the Akima Cabaret tell them that uh, Frank and Friends show sent you and Cheers. I'll take a sip yeah mm-hmm. I hope they have. Um, actually, the dinner is after you go to the show first at seven, and then if you buy the dinner ticket, you stay and have dinner. Which to me is genius because when we all the years we did Front Page Follies, we would have the dinner first, mm. and none no, no one in the cast would well, very few people in the cast would participate in the dinner because yeah. you don't want to get your clothes messed up, you don't want to get things in your teeth, you have your stomach might be too antsy. Right. So we're backstage eating junk food or you know cold cuts in the in the green room. While the whole party and the mingling and the important, you know, schmoozing is happening out right. front, and then we come out and do our show, and we and we're we're on this high after the show, and everyone leaves.
1: Yeah, no, this is a much better way. This is
0: genius. Yeah, you know, it's, I guess it's, they've been doing it for seventy five years. They probably know what they're talking about. But that's a, so. I got to keep that in mind. We got to keep that in mind. We do.
1: And could you actually show first during the cabaret portion? Do people get up and dance, or is it mostly you're sitting there and listening? Um,
0: the dancing, I believe, happens after the performance. Okay. There's dinner and dancing after the. Okay. Um, the show. So nice. it's show first, and then the ladies who are in the show come out and get to sit with their family and friends. Nice. And dinner and dancing ensues. Well,
1: that sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, there's also a key men, they call it. like It's like a kima, but... With it, men at the yeah, end? Yeah, or a key-man, or whatever. Okay. It's a, a joke. I, there's yeah. like, there's some dudes, husbands and such, who are in the show <laughs> uh, to, to help out. So uh, you should take a sealed envelope, Catherine. Okay. And write your prediction. Okay. If, do you think that, because by Jerry and me going and being in the audience of this program, mm-hmm. that two years from now, we'll open this envelope two years from now, did Frank and Jerry somehow get roped into joining the Akema Cabaret, yes or no?
1: <laughs> I already know the answer to that.
0: <laughs> I know the answer. Depends on how much the dues cost.
1: <laughs> the answer is yes. Depending, <laughs>
0: depending on how much the dues cost. So I mentioned um, uh, in that course of that uh, plug for the Akima Cabaret a couple of times, the Front Page Follies, because there's some crossover, there's some similarity. Sure. between You know, they, the, the Akima Cabaret, every two years does a show where they spoof something. This year it's the uh, Roaring Twenties When Decades Collide. Right. Front Page Follies was every year for 40 years, and it was uh, spoofs of the news. And David Laver would write these brilliant song parodies to the tune of, you know, Songs you'd know, classic rock and oldies and pop songs, um, even old standards. Like, I sang, you know, Thanks for the Memory by Bob Hope one That's time. That's good, you know, one, yeah. one time, and uh, Jerry sang um, The Way We Were, you know, the old... Uh,
1: nice, part yeah. about
0: the World's Fair, you know. <laughs> I like that
1: song. Yeah, uh, it's a good
0: song. So we've had, you know, and uh, The Beauty and the Beast. I wrote one to the tune of Beauty and the Beast for nice. Jerry to sing, and I wrote one for myself to the Wasn't tune. Wasn't
1: there one that Maurice Hendricks did?
0: That was brilliant. Now, you know Maurice from the I opera do. world.
1: He's singing in our show for Marvel City Opera right now.
0: Well, it was actually thanks to Brandon Gibson that this whole thing transpired. Is on the final ep- episode, the final edition of the Front Page Follies, if you will, um, going out of business sale. We knew it was probably going to be the last one, but it was also the 40th ever one. Wow. So we thought, this is probably not going to make it to 50. Let's go out with a bang on 40. Sure. And someone, I think me, had this idea to reprise some of the songs that I've been hearing about. I'd always only in the Follies for five years, which is still fairly significant out of four, but only 35 years before that, people always say, oh, remember the time that... Before Frank. Yeah. When it was good. (laughs) Remember the good old days?
1: Is there like an A-D or, you know, like before Frank?
0: The um, A-F and the B-F. Yeah. (laughs) Not to be confused with the MF, which would be the mid-frank period.
1: (laughs) So we're talking about the mid-frank
0: period. During the mid-frank period, the MF, they would talk about the BF. And um, they would talk about these songs. That's where The Way We Were came up. They said that was a great one about the World's Fair, so Jerry got to sing the solo on that, even though she didn't sing it years, you know, in 1980, whatever, when they did it the first time. And that's how long that was on. The Folly started, I think, the same year, around about the same time as the World's Fair. It was... Maybe even before it was a long time. Wow. Like Seventy nine, I think it started. So um, there was one that my friend Ann McKinney wrote. Ann McKinney is a lawyer, a great estate lawyer, and she wanted so badly to be in the front page follies. They told her at that time, no, you have to be a journalist to be in the front page follies.
1: Oh, how interesting!
0: There was a rule, and it was all these bad singers, all these yeah, newspaper you people
1: who can't sing, reporters Just, yeah. getting up there.
0: But Ann can it's sing, and Ann can write songs. Okay, she's got a, a mind for it. And so she wanted so badly to be in the Front Page Follies that she got herself a job as a columnist at a newspaper.
1: So she could join the Front Page Follies.
0: Writing about her expertise in the area of estate law, wills and and deeds and trusts, whatever she does. And now she's like, well, I have a column in the newspaper now. You have to take me into the Front Page (laughs) Follies. So Anne McKinney. In fact, um, Anne McKinney is going to be in the the reprise of the Follies that we're going to do coming up. Nice. Nice. So now Anne's in the Follies. And she write one of the times that she's there, she wrote a song about a fairly ugly incident in the history of Knoxville. It was a Cherokee Country oh, Club right. yeah. had uh, was segregated for many, 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 many years, and until they, just
1: recently, really,
0: in the early two thousands. Yeah, 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 there came a time in the now I, I may mean, have to go tell source me on the year, but um, UT hired an African American basketball coach Mm -hmm. and it was tradition that the head football coach and the head basketball coach got complimentary memberships to Cherokee Country Club as part of their compensation package package. you know sometimes you get a car sometimes you get you know housing allowance whatever it is but this golf club membership was part of it and the Cherokee balked at it because they were segregated how are they going to let the head coach of the Vols um or even if it was assistant coach, whoever it was, how can they let the coach of the Vols into Cherokee Country Club? What are they going to do about it? Right. So they...
1: Change your terrible rules.
0: (laughs) That would be the logical answer. (laughs) But instead, what the university ended up withdrawing Cherokee membership as a perk, it became no, no one got it. The football coach. Well, that was a
1: good decision, but yeah, yeah, the they, they
0: took it away, and so we're yeah. just not going to have that in we our compensation package anymore. Yeah. And then another several years went by to the early two thousands, like two thousand three ish, and uh, there was a woman who became president of Knoxville College, and she was admitted as the first African American member of Cherokee Country Club, as I recall. And that then, you know, obviously opened the door, and now things are different. Well, when that happened, when Barbara, somebody, became a member of Cherokee, Ann McKinney writes this song to the tune of something Moses.
1: Oh, Go Down Moses? Yes. Yeah.
0: So she writes it to the tune. Oh,
1: yeah, Let My People In or Let,
0: Let my, my People, people Go. Is the, the original song is, I think, Let My People Go, yes. right? Yes, So she changes it to Let My People Golf. Nice. And they, and that's everyone ever talked about, oh, the Follies, that one year, they used to be great when they sang, let my people golf. I'm like, okay, okay. Like, how can I be that good as the previous Follies, the BF Follies, if you will, <laughs> the before Frank Follies. So I said, well, let's reprise, let my people golf. Why not? Yeah. And I called, I didn't know who had sang it the first year. I couldn't track all those people down. But who do you, who's the first person I thought of is the guy I who works with it. you, Brandon Gibson. I said, Brandon, I need you to come and sing this song. And he's like, man, everyone asks me to sing everything. <laughs> he's like,
1: I, I don't have time for that, Frank. <laughs> let I let me said, give well, me somebody else. <laughs> would
0: you? I asked him, I said, as a favor to me, would you help me? See it? Here's the thing. I need someone who's going to understand that we're singing about something ugly in a way that we're making fun of it and shining light on it because, you know. Right. But
1: Using humor to do it.
0: And I said, it's dicey. And he said, well, let me see if Maurice Hendricks would do it. So I invited Maurice, and I, I kind of cajoled him a little bit and said, "You know, this—I think this is a good thing. It's—it's it's weird when you're when you're reading about it. You know, right. you're reading about this, we're singing about an ugly thing to the tune of a spiritual, right? But if you just go with me on this, let's see. And you can—I said you can back out at any time. I'll understand, but I don't think you will. I think you're gonna yeah. be okay with it. Yeah. And um, so we, of course, he—we tore the house down. We did it the bijou, and you know, we have everyone in the whole cast is singing the background vocal, and Maurice is doing these hilarious lyrics about, they think I must know Tiger Woods. You know? (laughs)
1: Yeah. I I mean, I've seen a video of it, and he sounded fabulous. I mean, mean, he really brought the house down.
0: Because he can fill the bijou, and he can fill the Tennessee Theater with his voice. He has. So he was the perfect guy for it. And the best part, though, is he also got into the acting of it. We gave him a bag of golf clubs. (laughs) And he's doing these shrugging and comedy faces while he's singing in this beautiful voice. <laughs> and, I mean, we got a standing ovation. And what was very gratifying to me is on the anniversary of it one year, like two years, three years later, he posted a memory on Facebook and said, I didn't know, I, I was very leery going into this, but in hindsight, I'm really glad I did it. That's nice. I'm like, That's yeah.
1: Nice. Well, I'm going to have to ask him about it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, I loved it. I mean, yeah. so Anne McKinney wrote that Go Down Moses parody.
1: That's great. And now, what is she going to be in? She's You're doing another... Get together with the Follies.
0: Yeah, um, Matt Hinkin was the meteorologist on Channel Six for thirty years. He comes down with Parkinson's disease and then retires from Channel Six. Um, but the PJ Parkinson Support Group, uh, who he supports and with his you know money and appearances and just good name, he's you know almost a spokesman for them, um, decided to throw a tribute party and raise some money for the charity. So that's going to be on Thursday, February 24th, which I know is the same night as opening night of your
1: opera. It is. And I just have to say that I told some people that you um, have been helping me get, you know, free some of my time up, Mm -hmm. and that you're very supportive of making sure that I don't overwork myself. Oh, good. You know? (laughs) And so, you know, you've been nicknamed by some of my family members. Oh, really? As Uncle Frank. (laughs) 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 Oh, he's like... Frank is just taking care of you. <laughs> oh, that's sweet. Yeah. And, well, then, and then this morning, as I was driving over here, James said, well, tell Uncle Frank I say hi. And I was like, wait a minute. Did you know that we nicknamed him Uncle Frank? And he had no idea. Oh, my gosh. So it's just, it's your new name.
0: Well, fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> well, because when they, when they announced this event, when they decided to do this event for Honor Matt Hinken, um, they contacted me. And I originally said, I can't go. I'll be at Marble City Opera that night. Yeah. Uh, and so please leave me out of it. But they wouldn't take no for an answer. They wouldn't. They kept. they, they, they called kept me. asking me. They said, well, what do you, what do you have ideas? What, what can you do at the event? I said, why don't you get all the local weathermen from all, and women from all the other TV stations to come on stage and do a greeting or sing a song about Matt Hinken? You know, that would be fun. Or do something. Yeah. Oh, can you line all that up for us? No. No, no, no. But, I'll, but you know who could is the people at Channel 6 could do it. Why don't we let them... Take just, it. Take that part of it and and see if they can put together a video tribute. But we really love your idea about singing a song for Matt Hankin. So I said, all right, look, I'll contact David Lauber, who wrote all the great songs for the Front Page Follies, and see if he can write a little song. Maybe take one that he's already done in the past. Right. Because Matt used to be in the Follies, and we would have one weather song every year. So Matt Hankin and Todd Howell and David Aldrich or whoever was a meteorologist from each of the three stations would get up. And they would sing the song about the snow or the rain or the fog or whatever, something. That's nice.
1: That's a nice connection. So,
0: yeah, it made sense. Yeah. And David doesn't just write one, one song. He ends up writing like six. And they're all good. I'm like, oh, now what? So they're like, well, we need someone to sing these songs. I said, I got nobody. Um, why don't you contact one of these country singers that um, you're using for another event? There's this kid who's going to be the, I guess, the opening act. He's going to sing some country songs and some okay. show tunes nice. during the half hour
1: while when everyone's it, mingling yeah. and
0: yeah, so I I yes. say tell him I say hey in sh- change of plans you're going to sing these parody songs that we've written no <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> no that's not my area dude no I, I I've got my songs and I sing that's to a what track I do. yeah yeah all right so then, unbeknownst to me uh, the Parkinson's charity contacts um, Margaret contact McBride Mar- Bride, I think
1: yes and Margaret McBride said oh why don't you contact Catherine Frady? So I get a text message, um, and asking to call Early I, in the morning. Early in the morning, yeah. And you should never ask me anything early in the morning unless so you actually to really, myself. Unless you really want me to do something. <laughs>
0: make sure we start start recording earlier in the morning. <laughs> Note to self.
1: Because I'm not awake enough to think, and I'll just probably agree.
0: <laughs> so, so now here we have this issue where I get contacted by the P.J. Parkinson's people mm-hmm. saying, well, don't worry about you having to sing or get singers. Uh, we've got Catherine Frady of Marble City Opera is going to do it. I think, wait a minute, my excuse for not being available is that I've got to go to Marble City Opera. How can she be available? And she runs the thing.
1: Well, they told me it was only going to take like half an hour, and then I'd be done by a certain time. And I would still have like, you know, an hour, an hour and a half to get to my performance. What time went, is your performance? 7.30.
0: Yeah, that's not gonna that's not gonna be. Yeah. No, because the Parkinson's charity event starts at five thirty. This country singer I told you about is gonna play till six. Mm. We're gonna do the Matt Hinkin video tribute till like six fifteen. We're not gonna hit the stage to do the parody songs that David Lauver wrote until like six thirty. Oh yeah. And you need to that's all of that time. All afternoon you need to be over at the world yeah. premiere of your opera.
1: Yeah, minor details. Yeah. yeah.
0: All right. Yeah. <laughs> so so my now my hackles are getting raised because You've agreed to this. And I'm thinking, well, in my role as a board member of Marble City Opera, I need to say, no, Frady.
1: Steps in Uncle Frank to the rescue.
0: It's more important to the opera company that you're over there troubleshooting or just making. Ideally, you go, you're there all afternoon and everything's smooth and nothing goes wrong. Right. But you need to be there. Regardless of whether things go right or wrong. Because what if the media shows up to say, Catherine, somebody talked to us about this world premiere of an opera. That's true. You've got to be there for that. That's true, I do, yeah. All right.
1: Good, so anyway. Good thinking.
0: <laughs> so now, so Uncle Frank gets her off the hook. But now what? Now no, what?
1: You're, you're on the hook.
0: I put myself on the hook. And then my wife says to me, Oh, I got the rehearsal schedule for the other opera company, Mephistopheles with Knoxville Opera. And she's in the chorus. And she says, and oh, we have a... Sitz Probe, which is important. Yes. What's a Sitz Probe?
1: It's when the orchestra and the singers all get together for the first time without staging to, you know, rehearse the music.
0: Yeah, so that's an important one. She says, it's Thursday the 24th. I'm like, but that's the night we're going to Catherine's Opera with I Can't Breathe and, um, you know, Brandon Gibson and uh, Maurice Hendricks and uh, we're going to the opera. (laughs) And and my wife says, no. Um, So... We have season tickets, so we can pick whichever night we want to go, right? It's Thursday, yeah. Friday, Saturday. I think you still
1: need to send an email about what T- day you're going to actually I know, I, attend. I just noticed that last night. I noticed that last <laughs> night, too. <laughs> I was like, I think he's going to come on Saturday.
0: Well, whatever, <laughs> you tell me. I, you know, I can't decide whether to come Friday or Saturday. But the point is, I'm, all of a sudden, it's like it's like all of these celestial forces, thank you, God, are conspiring <laughs> to make me, uh, and just me, available on this Thursday the 24th. Yep. And you unavailable. Yep. So I sent an email to the cast, the old Follies cast, thinking, Oh, who's gonna be who's gonna wanna do this? If I can get three people, that'd be great. Right. You know, it was just originally my plan was well, I think I'm currently at sixteen or seventeen. Oh
1: my goodness.
0: Everybody wants to be in it.
1: That's amazing. Yeah.
0: They're all excited about getting the old gang back together yeah. to sing songs about Matt Hinkin. That's great. So that uh, PJParkinson's.org has the thing. And that's just the weirdest way it all came about. But it obviously... It, really it was, was meant to be. It was obviously meant to be.
1: Yeah.
0: And then my wife turns... Finds out that her rehearsal for Mephistopheles doesn't start till like eight...
1: Oh, so she can come with so you. She's going to come.
0: She's going to sing. <laughs>
1: oh, fantastic! She's like, well, I can sing at two events. I mean, Catherine might not be able to that night, but I can. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, because she doesn't have to be. You, know, you have to be there six. You're at know. six. You don't have to be there until eight. Yeah. And then Terry Silver Alfred is going to play uh, keyboard for us. Nice. Um, uh, I mean, I just. It really, really, truly was meant to be.
1: Can people get tickets to that?
0: Yeah, pjparkinsons.org. Uh, look for the Matt Hinkin Tribute Party um, by a table, by a ticket, by whatever you can do, and uh, and support that cause. I think it's terrific.
1: Awesome. Yeah. I think it I seems just like hope
0: good uh, Isabel, who runs it, promised me some of her Christmas cookies, and I never got them. So I got them. <laughs>
1: oh, well. Do you think she still has leftover Christmas cookies? No. Do you want to make no, some just, new uh, ones? Uh, no, make some new ones. Yeah. Uh, <laughs>
0: Um, as spring arrives, Catherine, I think about the great outdoors, and I think about Steve's tree service. Tree service,
1: yes. It's time to call Steve and get all of your trees that you don't want anymore removed.
0: Yeah, because I noticed that the utility company will come through and do a really ugly hatchet job mm. of uh, pruning back the trees near the wires. And um, it's a much better idea to come have Steve and his professionals do your trees in a way that would be more healthy for the tree. You know, you don't want the tree to be all out of balance and lopsided because then it's just going to, you know, if they cut off this half of it because it's too close to the wires, eventually the tree's going to fall the other way and land on your house.
1: Well, and they'll make it look prettier, so it'll be healthy and pretty for the tree.
0: And, you know, the trees grow so fast around here that it totally makes sense, um, even... You know, I had some, uh, I'll call them small trees, which were technically weeds that I'd failed to remove. <laughs> Good. <laughs> and it turn, but they turn into trees. Wow. They turn into redbud trees so fast, or they turn into these other annoying pestilence trees, like uh, the Bradford pear. Ugh. That's uh, amazing. Yeah, they'll just sprout right up. So Steve had to come in and just bulldoze the whole area there, saw down a bunch of trees. Uh, they use the tree climbers to get up there. And
1: Just like the lumberjacks.
0: Take the tree down in segments. It's uh, yeah. fantastic. Yeah. So uh, do call Steve and Renee. They'll serve you anywhere in East Tennessee, Knoxville, Blunt, Loudon, Anderson, Jefferson counties. Uh, they always get great reviews in the online services, you know, Yelp and Google and Facebook and whatnot. So Steve's Tree Service, the phone number is 865-257-6214. 865 257 6214. Yeah, get those dead trees out. Get the, now, and really, uh, right before they leaf out, uh, it's a little easier to figure out what which ones you want to get rid of.
1: Oh, that makes you sense. You know, a little easier yeah. for them,
0: but they'll do it. I mean, mine were in full you know, bloom. They'll do it they, any time of the yeah, year. Yeah, just take out whatever they got to take out. Yeah. So I'm Uncle Frank.
1: You're Uncle Frank, yeah. That's just
0: bizarro. <laughs>
1: I know. It's pretty good, though. But it makes
0: sense. I mean, It does,
1: yeah. (laughs) I I have to tell you a story. Um, I met someone the other night who knows you. Really? Surprise. (laughs) Well, I mean, I... Surprise! Someone Uh, knows Frank Murphy.
0: I went to lunch with the lady from Channel 6 at Aubrey's, and um, we're just sitting there, and people are walking by, and she's like, what is going on? (laughs) Because I'm like, hey, hey, Arnold, how are you? And then, hey, Channel 8 people, I don't know why they're also there, but hey, hey. (laughs) And she's like, what what is happening this? What is happening? This never happens to me. I'm like, oh, it happens to me all the time. So you met someone that knows me. I know, it's shocking. Well, I Um, talk too much. I meet people.
1: Well, you do. Um, But I met this person because they came to take photographs of a rehearsal for Marble City Opera. And um, we got to talking about the the, pr- the project, and he was there early. Yeah. And so he was like, well, actually, would it be cool to like shoot a little video, and maybe I could interview you on the video. Oh, excellent. And I was like, okay, great. And so we went into the, the theater at the Flying Anvil and and uh, found some light. You so know. That's where you're
0: rehearsing. The show's going to be over at the Beck Center. Yes. But you, you're We're currently rehearsing. rehearsing at your office at Flying Anvil Theater. Yes. Okay.
1: And so we went to find some good light. Was this
0: a, a what kind of photographer? Was he like a... Media? Yeah.
1: Uh, okay. Media. Media photographer. Because um, we have some interviews happening with, like, the Shopper News oh, and New Sentinel. And so he, he works for them. And Yeah. So yeah. He comes in, and, and we, I stand in the light, and he's holding up his phone where he's going to do the video. And he starts to tell me, okay, just look at me when you're doing the video and, you know, just tell us a little bit about the show. And it just has to be, like, 30 seconds to a minute. And I was like, oh, only thirty seconds to a minute. <laughs> This might be a problem. I'm like, hold on then, because that, that's a whole different other like yeah. way of thinking. <laughs> you know, that means you have to do like a short sound bite for yeah. a television interview or something. I was like, okay, hold on. And he was like, oh no, I normally just say that because like some people get nervous to talk for a long time. Oh. And I was like, Oh no, 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 no. I <laughs> You're gonna have to tell me to stop talking. I'm like used to doing a video podcast with Frank Murphy, and he goes, Oh, <gasps> Frank Murphy, <laughs> we're good friends. So was Saul it, says hi. Saul
0: Young? Yes. <laughs> I, I, I love Saul Young. Saul Young is the best. Yeah. Um, he took a picture of me one year on New Year's Eve when I'm hosting the, the uh, ball drop, and but labeled it in such a fashion that it was Frank Murphy of the E.W. Scripps Company. Which owned the station at the time, you know, I mentioned that in there. And he, he, Saul, used to work for E.W. Scripps when they owned the newspaper, so it was in that. And then a few months later, when E.W. Scripps decides they're going to sell the radio station, they they pull out this file photo of me. And so every time for the next eight months, they mentioned the sale of the radio stations, and it, there were four or five articles. They ran the same picture of Frank Murphy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure my uh, my coworkers might have gotten a little irked by it, but people send it to me. How come you're in the paper all the time? <laughs> That's
1: funny. Well, he's good friends with Brandon Gibson too, and Brandon said the same thing. Oh, I have a great photo that Saul took of me. Oh, he's, uh, yeah, I mean, he's amazing. And
0: yeah. I recommend following him on social media because he's hilarious. He has uh, when he's think of him as Uncle Saul. Okay. Because he has some nieces. I think I think mostly yeah, I think nieces who maybe live in Ohio, and when they come to visit. He takes them to all the cheesy tourist attractions, like we would. Right. But he makes this sour face like he's unhappy in all the pictures. <laughs> <And it's
1: laughs> hilarious.
0: I mean, it's... Because if you know Saul, you know he's one of the most joyful people. Yeah. But it, yeah, it's but hilarious of him, you know, wearing, like, standing there wearing, like, a Dollywood t-shirt, and the girls are all excited and having fun. <laughs> well,
1: actually, I actually, have a question for you now that we're talking about uncles. Yeah. Um, how do you pronounce the word for your... Um, your mother's sister,
0: aunt. Aunt? No, aunt? I. Th- I say aunt. You say aunt. Aunt Grace. Yeah. Aunt.
1: yeah so we hello, were-
0: Frankie. It's Aunt Grace calling. Yeah. Oh, it's your call. you Aunt Johanna.
1: We were trying to decide whether it was aunt or aunt the other day in rehearsal, and I decided that it's aunt if it's your mom's sister, but if it's your mom's aunt, it's your great aunt. Oh,
0: yeah. See, I think. <laughs> well, I think an uh, aunt sounds to me more southern.
1: Yeah.
0: Okay. Um, whereas aunt, aunt to me sounds more northern. You know. Oh, your great aunt Margaret is it aunt? It's always aunt. Aunt. Yeah. That's well,
1: what I, I, I say aunt. That's how I think of it. Aunt.
0: Hmm. Okay. Yeah. Well, um, speaking of me, um, you know, just talking too much to everybody. You know, I mentioned you mentioned with Saul that I and you just know, trying to just talk, 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 talk. Yeah. And it went well. You talk. How long did you? interview you.
1: I, I talked for quite a while. <laughs> so he's some editing to do. <laughs> so oh, okay. Right. Stop talking,
0: That's
1: why I gotta put the mic on a tripod,
0: Catherine, because <laughs> my arm would get too tired trying to uh, uh, I can't I can't record anymore. Oh my goodness. Um but I was guested on another podcast called Quitters Never Give Up. Which is a a funny misspeak that came from the old Kevin and Bean show on KROQ, and now that that show is dissolved, a lot of the people who are involved with it, like my friend Bean, mm-hmm. um, has a podcast with another former member of the show named Allie. Kevin had a podcast called Great News with one of the guys, nice. and now he's on the radio on another station KLOS in Los Angeles. Um, there's other people. They call it the Kevin and Bean Creative Universe. Oh, fun! Like Marvel Creative Universe. Yeah, that's great. So cool. these fans, these listeners, all met in the Facebook group, and there's, um if I recall, there were four of them. Uh, that was Jennifer and Lindsay and Edwin and Christopher. Who good pull there? I should. have. <laughs> nice. Yeah. <laughs> um, and they created their own podcast about. The Kevin and Bean creative universe. Oh, fun. So they listen back to old episodes of the radio show and they listen to the new episodes of these podcasts. And it's like talk soup. They comment about what did you think of the latest episode Allie and Bean show or the yeah. latest Kevin and uh, Sluggo show or the latest this, that, and the other thing. Nice. So they contacted Bean over in England and he said, well, try, you know, you might want to have Frank on. So I did it on Saturday. They said, we'll record on Saturdays. Um, you know, with the time difference, it was uh, t- 2 p.m. for me, 11 a.m. for them. And I, I figured it would be half an hour, right? Yeah, I mean, how sure. long is it on a podcast? Correct. You know, some of theirs, and I listened to some of their episodes. They were roughly half an hour-ish. Okay, yeah. Uh, with the Kevin interview, they broke it up into two parts. So next thing you know, I'm talking and talking. And they're like, uh, well, uh, it's been really great, but we also have a regular episode we're going to do where we just talk about the the show's do you want to stick around for that? And I realized that I'd been talking with them for 2 hours and 15 minutes. Wow. Which is way more than I expected. So and I said, "No, how many episodes is that for?" Possibly. Yeah. I said, "You guys go ahead and do your own <laughs> show. I'll bail out here. I've interrupted, you know, your flow enough." But I mean, I mean, I I was giving them everything. I was giving them all of the old stories about Rick Dees and about um the what's called the Bleeda and Receda, all these old crazy stunts that right. we did. My life, my story. I mentioned you in this podcast. Of course, we got to talking about all sorts of number of things. So <clears throat> I, mean, I know my voice is am lo- losing my voice just thinking about because it.
1: Because you talked for so long, you mm. don't have a voice
0: left. But I think they—they um, they contacted me afterward and said they liked it. Good. So that's a compliment. Good. Right?
1: That is a compliment. So well, i think they the start, link. Like commenting on our on our podcast. That's part of their, their thing.
0: Well, um, I think one of the four of them did subscribe. Ooh. So. <laughs> I that's think, good. I think Jennifer, uh, Jen, said that she had subscribed and had listened to the, she said, yeah, who was the dark-haired lady? And you were talking about this, this, and this. I said, oh, well, let me tell you. That's Catherine <laughs> Frady. And she had, was very specific about the most recent episode. Oh, good. That she had watched. And that was nice. Yeah, that was So nice. if we can get that's the other Jennifer. three of you, you know, uh, Christopher and Edwin and Lindsay to all subscribe, we'll be up a few more on the ticker.
1: But. That's good. It is good. Well, that sounds like a, a good time.
0: Yeah, so that's a lot. We should probably pause, speaking of, of going for too long, you know, on, on podcasts. <laughs> <clears throat> Otherwise,
1: <clears throat> we could sit here and talk for two hours.
0: Yeah. yeah. Uh, I'll remind you that uh, Dr. Bill Bass will be at the Rose Glen Literary Festival on February 19th at 10 o'clock in the morning. Also, that weekend, the Akima Cabaret, Friday night the 18th, which is when my wife and I are going. Or you can catch uh, just the show, the matinee, on Saturday the 19th, I think at uh, 1 o'clock in the afternoon. Uh, 2 o'clock in the afternoon. So theoretically you could do both. You could go see Dr. Bass at 10 and then go straight to the Akema Cabaret. That'd be a good day. Um, yeah. Um, and if you love listening to podcasts like Quitters Never Give Up or more specifically the Frank and Friends show... Have we got a deal for you?
1: Yeah, check out audibletrial.com backslash Frank and French show.
0: You can listen to all sorts of audio entertainment, including things that are custom made just for Audible subscribers. So, some exclusive content that you can't get anywhere else. And you say to us, Well, how if it's exclusive, how do I know if I'm going to like it? The free trial.
1: The free trial. And you can download one item, any item, and keep it.
0: Yeah, during that 30 days. Yeah. Each 30 days, you get credits for being an Audible member and you use those credits to permanently download things as opposed to like streaming a podcast you wouldn't burn a credit for that. So check out uh, audibletrialcom Friend show and see if you don't love Audible and try some of these custom things you can't get anywhere else that might be just enough to get you hooked and uh, keep you on as a subscriber. And when you do use our URL, the one on the screen, that also is supporting the Frank and Friends show. We do appreciate that very much. And I love the fact that you can Continue listening wherever you are. It remembers across your devices. Yes, that is great. Where you've left off in the audiobook. Yeah. so you just pick right up where you left off.
1: Yeah, that is fantastic.
0: All right, well, Freddy, good job today. You too. Thanks for the Uncle Frank business. I didn't realize <laughs> that's, that's what your family calls me. So, hi, everybody. <laughs> Uncle Frank says hi. You're welcome.
1: Hi. Uncle Frank says hi. Yeah, so well, I'll that, tell them next week.
0: Yeah, I'll have to tell yeah. you um, uh, next time about why I had to trim the beard down to nothing. I'm going to oh, try to, yeah, try to start to grow it back out a little bit I do for, next, hear about that. for next show.
1: Yeah, and I have to tell you about a dog rescue, so. Oh. We have things to talk about.
0: All right. So. Well, it sounds like a plan. Yeah. All right. Thanks again for uh, watching, liking, sharing, subscribing. And smashing that button. You get your notifications. Absolutely. <laughs> and uh, do keep an eye out at Marvel City for their big world premiere on February 24th of I Can't Breathe. Ah, the Matt Hinkin Tribute that same night. I mean, this really is so you, much
1: to do.
0: We will keep you busy. You, yes. you can be as busy as we are, <laughs> you just got to put in the effort.
1: We promise you. <laughs> This is the
0: Frank and Friends Show. I'm Frank Murphy. I'm Catherine Frady. And we'll talk to you next time.